You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class? Lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being. And not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gifts you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hello friends, welcome to Yoga Magic. I hope you are all doing so well. I just love spending time with you each week and oh my gosh friends, I have such a fun episode today. I'm sitting down with Natalie Holbrook and Natalie is an astrologer, she's an herbalist and she's a facilitator of something called Psych-K, which we're going to talk about a lot today. Um, But before we hop into that, I just wanted to do a shorty review for all of you. of some of the past episodes because we've been doing a lot of we're doing a lot of conversations and episodes on reprogramming the conditioning that we've settled into our whole lives. And you know, this is definitely part of the self-study journey and it is hard work. And it can take years for, you know, years of our lives to let these thoughts or self-limiting beliefs really settle in. And it takes a while to unlearn a lot of these things. So shorty review. We talked about this, about again, unlearning and reprogramming our self-limiting beliefs on episode 68 with To Be Magnetic Manifestation Coach Heather Whitaker. And that was really looking at the process of removing removing those self-limiting beliefs so that we can start manifesting, right? So that we can bring things into our life that we're worthy of, that we're working towards. We talked about the same reprogramming in a different light on episode 66 with Emily Shickley. And really that was about unlearning the narrative that we tell ourselves about productivity activity and always having to stay busy. And then we also talked about it on episode 62 with Carolata, the the playful warrior, about conditioning and how that is settled in in our childhood and how we can go back, find our inner child, and just find some more joy and play in our life. So Yes, this topic comes up a lot and it it can manifest in different ways and there's tons of different approaches to unlearning or reprogramming self-limiting beliefs and you get to really pick the ones that resonate with you and I'm going to give you another one today, (laughs) another modality that does this work and I had a little bit of trial, I had the opportunity to do this healing and y'all, it works. I was, not that I was like hesitant. I'm never hesitant. I always believe that these things work, but I I like, I'm actually like so shocked at how quickly it worked. So, okay. I sat down with Natalie Holbrook, our guest today on the interview last week on Friday. We talked about astrology, some of the markers in the chart that make us, you know, predisposed to certain beliefs. So for example, I'm a Capricorn moon. Moon is your emotional ruler. Capricorn tends to be very goal-oriented, can be a little bit self-deprecating, as like the doers of the world. So emotionally, I feel 
triggered if I'm not succeeding or winning at things, especially as it relates to work. And honestly, that's, it's just flipping exhausting. Like I really enjoy my work and sometimes I like put too much pressure on myself that it becomes not that fun. So we, she used the birth chart to really dive into some of these potential self-limiting beliefs. And then she used the process called Psyche to actually facilitate the healing so that I could overcome that belief and that block. So Psyche is a method that bridges the subconscious and the conscious minds to liberate individuals from their blockages to live in freedom, empowerment, and abundance. So let me give you some of the specific specifics of how this healing really worked, how it showed up for me. So we brought up the idea of trust. After looking at my chart, you know, I really needed to reprogram the trust within myself and with the universe and God that, you know, the hard work that I do into the show, into helping others, you know, that it would yield results that, you know, eventually this work would be something that's sustainable forever and that I could really trust myself to make things happen, you know, and not constantly be comparing, comparing myself to others, especially on social media. Do you guys do this? <laughs> I know. I know we all do. Oh, I love me some social media, but it's just so comparative focused. So she did the healing. And since we we can't actually record, you know, the actual healing itself, um, I'll give you, it sort of looked like a, like a shorty meditation. Like that's, it reminded me of just like a a short meditation that she was facilitating for me. Okay. So she did the healing on Friday. Today is Monday. And I was like, cool. We'll see if this helps to address my, you know, my constant need to be on social media and get validation from others. So on Friday night, I was doing my full moon meditation (laughs) as, as one does. It was a wild Friday night. And I got a ping, a pretty loud ping, intuition hit to delete my social media for the weekend. And I've been trying to do this in the evenings, trying to do it on the weekends, but honestly, I'm just so effing addicted to social media that it's been like really hard so, okay, I delete it and I actually ended up deleting my email too. It just felt really good. I was like, cool, I'm just going to delete it all and like be really present this weekend. And the whole weekend, everybody, I didn't think about social media or my email at all. I didn't need that constant validation from others. And it felt really good. <laughs> so here I am on Monday, so excited to share that this is a whole new reprogramming um, modality that I am just like, Gonna do that again. That was awesome. So today on the episode, Natalie shares a little about her journey into astrology, how she uses it as a tool to help you see where you might be holding yourself back and where you really shine. And then she utilizes these, you know, this amazing method, Site K, to remove those beliefs. Or, you know, even more um sort of like hone in the positive beliefs, reinforce those positive beliefs. So she gave me a little mini reading so that you can hear how it works. And I'm just so grateful that I came across this. I came across her. So thanks to Natalie for being on the show. Thanks to our show sponsor, BetterHelp. You know, it it really helps to be able to talk to someone, um, you know, an unbiased individual when you're doing all of this healing and self-study work. So I love me some therapy. And thanks to all of you for being here, tuning into the Yoga Magic Podcast each week. If you love this episode, please consider sharing it with a friend, text it to them, share it on Instagram. If you love Natalie and you want to work with her because 
she's truly next level. Her info is in the show notes. And you can find me on Instagram at ashleysondergaard.yoga. And you can find the show at Yoga Magic Podcast. Okay, let's hop to this conversation with astrologer and healer Natalie Holbrook. I'm so excited to chat, Natalie. I'm like, we kind of, I think I found you on, on the Facebooks, but I love how you approach astrology. I love the things that you bring into it. I, we've already established that we're, we have similar charts. So like clearly we can relate to one another. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Will you just tell listeners a little about you, how you got into astrology? Thank you for having me. Yeah. I got into astrology. Well, you know, I was always interested in it. Like I remember being like 16, 17 years old and it was right when I got a phone and somehow there was something that like, I would get text message, actually like horoscope daily things that were like <laughs> Taurus here's your horoscope for the day. And I remember being like, oh, and then sometimes I'd be like, yeah, right. This is so not me, you know? Um, And then I had my first actual reading in Bali in 2014. And that really shifted so much of me where I was like, wow, I felt like I had this huge opening. I learned that I was a Leo rising and a Gemini moon. And I really only actually learned those two things, but that just like opened this whole new world. But it wasn't really until recently until like actually about a year and a half ago that I started to study. And the reason that I got into it was because I had listened to a podcast where an astrologer was talking about how you have, you know, these planets that represent different things and that this and this might make you this way. And I had been living in LA. I was going through kind of a difficult time. I was feeling really lonely because it was kind of like the beginning of, you know, it's like we have so many versions of our spiritual awakenings. (laughs) So I was on probably like version like 25. Right, right. Yeah. But suddenly I was like, huh, maybe I need to look into this astrology thing. And I remember that the the person was talking about, um, they were talking about your Jupiter and they were talking about Pisces and my Jupiter is in Pisces. And they were saying how it's a part of the lesson for anyone who has a strong Pisces to learn about loneliness and deal with loneliness. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is the first time that I have felt so seen in this sense. And then they were talking about the moon. And then I went home and I you know, downloaded my whole chart from one of those like auto, you know, chart pullers. And I was reading just a little paragraph about each thing. And I was like, oh my gosh. And it totally rocked my world. And then I started studying with a teacher and um, it was very quick that I just, it kind of like downloaded into me. Like it was within about three months that I felt like, okay, I'm really confident. And I want to start sharing this with other people. Wow. I didn't realize that it's only been like a year and a half. You're so articulate with your, you know, the way you talk about it in your workshops and that's amazing. Yes. Jupiter Pisces 12th house magic right here. Yeah. Oh yes, absolutely. So we feel that we have the 1986 thing happening where there's like Jupiter was in Pisces and it gave us this like, ha nature. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So now you combine something called psyche with astrology. And I'm so curious how these two can work together, what um, that particular methodology is and like how you learn about it. Cause it seems like, it seems really cool. Um, and I, I'm curious, like if people wanted to learn more, like how could they train as well? Yeah. So Psyche K, um, it's a way that we combine the conscious mind and the subconscious mind so that we can muscle test is how we get in touch with our subconscious mind. And so we would muscle test to see what is it that your subconscious actually believes because our subconscious mind, if you imagine, you know, there's like that famous photo of, um, an iceberg 
where you only have the tip of the iceberg is like 5% and then the rest is, you know, the whole, this huge paramount thing. So that's really like our conscious mind and our subconscious. And the conscious is that 5%. The subconscious is 95% of our mind. So like we're running on this autopilot from programming, from conditioning, from, you know, potentially past lives, whatever you believe in. Um, and Psyche is a way that we can test out to see what do we actually believe and how can we transform these beliefs? And so we transform them using a series of different kinesthetic movements. So it could be like moving your eyes back and forth, or it could be moving your hands, crossing your wrists, crossing your ankles, things that are actually firing our neural pathways to move in different senses, to move in different foundations, to recreate this as we're repeating a new feeling or a new goal statement and putting that into your subconscious. And so I learned about this through um, one of my good friends and she's a therapist and I had a binge eating disorder. And, you know, I talk about this so freely and so with so much non-attachment now because I don't feel like that's me anymore. You know, like I have so much compassion, but that was Natalie that had this thing for 15 years. And I'm so disconnected from that because of Psyche. And Psyche was the only thing that got me out of this eating disordered, you know, mentality and addiction really, and kind of this hamster wheel of it. Um, and so after I had had only one session with her using Psyche to beat this disorder, I was obsessed. <laughs> I was like, mm -hmm. I find something that I'm obsessed with and passionate about. I go for it and I become, you know, fanatical about it. And so I was like, I have to learn how to study this myself. And I was working as a holistic nutritionist at the time, funnily enough, who had an eating disorder um, and was like, I now need to help my clients with this. And so um, I started to do trainings in it. And for anyone who wants to learn it themselves, there's trainings all over the world. There's a Site K website, website. If you just Google Site K, you can find out where there's different trainings and there's multiple different levels of how far you want to go into it. Um, but, you know, I wish that it was something that was taught just regularly or in school because it's this incredible tool that really just gives us access into the largest, you know, foundation of why we do what we do. Mm, wow. I didn't realize that it was, I mean, it was reprogramming essentially and like kind of fast track reprogramming the way you're talking Very about cool. it. Yeah. Oh, cool. There's so much that like talking about things can do mm -hmm. or you can repeat affirmations over and over, but sometimes that can take like years and, and therapy brings us awareness of things, which is wonderful, but sometimes it's, you know, it can be faster to just go in and like tackle the problem, fix whatever is, you know, happening in your brain and think of it in a new way. And it's really simple and quick. Mm -hmm. Did you do muscle testing training separately or is that like part of it? Cause I know like that modality is so, it tells us a lot and it's really interesting. How did, how did that come about? Yeah. So that's a part of Site K. So everything oh. with Site K is very by the book to Site mm -hmm. K. You know, so part of Psyche is that when you do go to these workshops, you learn how to muscle test. And oh my goodness, it's so fascinating when you test yourself. And, you know, sometimes you'll start with a series of, you know, basic things like my name is Natalie, my name is Johnny, and you can just start to muscle test and see what is strong and what is weak. And then you go into deeper things like I love myself or I believe in myself or I can or you know, the universe is a beautiful place. And you see, what does your subconscious really believe? Because a lot of times we're like, well, obviously I love myself. And your subconscious might be holding on to a memory from when you were five years old. And, you know, you were told from your parents that you weren't, you know, enough or, or something like that. And 
that's still laying in that 95% of our brain that we don't have direct access to. I love this so much. And there's some, I feel like in the last several months on the show, we just brought in a brought in, what, that's not a real word, <laughs> brought all these different types of reprogram reprogramming practices, right? This one, you know, we talked TBM, to be magnetic, we talked all sorts of things. And it all kind of stems down to the same thing. It's like you got to find the root of where this belief comes from, fix it and move on. And and I like too that you say like there's other ways, right? Like it, talk therapy is an option as well. And it's not the only option. There's so many ways that we can do this. So how do you combine Psyche then with astrology? (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, here's kind of where the fun starts is that I think that astrology gives us this incredible blueprint for understanding ourselves. So for example, when I was without Psyche, when I had my astrology chart, I could see that in my chart, I had something that could potentially be the energy for someone who had an eating disorder. For example, I'm a Leo rising and you know, this is a lot more advanced astrology, but cancer, the sign, which is of the home of comfort, of nurturing, of food, of potential eating disorders was in, or is over my 12th house, which is the house in the area of life of secrets and of, you know, um, mental health of transcendence of avoidance of numbing out. And so we could say that that energy is there. And this is true for anyone who has a Leo rising, actually, that they could have some type of hidden food issue or mother issue, anything that has to do with that cancer energy and the 12th house, which is things that are hidden from us. And I also have an aspect of Jupiter, which is doing things abundantly and excessively is in a square, which makes a challenge to the planet Venus, which is the things that we like. So anyone who has an aspect of Jupiter and Venus, which is a more challenging way, whether it's square in opposition, could also potentially have anything that is overindulging. So it could be overindulging in food and spending in sex in codependency of love, you know, and mine just happened to be that energy of food. You know, for a while, it could have been an energy of sex. It could have been an energy of overspending. Um, And so in astrology, I could see here's where someone might have something. So now when I work with my clients, we can see, oh, okay, well, you have, you know, Saturn and Pluto are conjunct. So this might be something like you feel like you have a limit and every time that you want to break some barrier, like something huge comes into your life and is really destructive. So then we can take the Psyche and say, you know what, now we have this tool to actually reprogram this energy that is of your chart that you were born with. And it's a faster way to overcome these barriers and these problems. I love this. This is kind of how I use astrology with giving people self-care ideas is really, it's like, Hey, you know what? This, this is like the fun vibe of what you enjoy. You know, here's, here's where your Mars is placed. Here's where you're motivated. If you get kind of annoyed and bored with your practice, think about, you know, whatever this particular sign is. Um, How do you then though, I think that like the way you're talking about this is so, it's so like, gives people that mirror, right? Of like, here's who you are. There's validation, but like, how does somebody not get negative with it? Does that make sense? Like, cause it can show you so many shadow sides. Is there like a positive vibration of it too? Like almost to reinforce those really good placements? Oh, of course. I mean, I think that that is the point of astrology, right? Mm-hmm. Is see 
there's things that, you know, we might feel like we might feel, oh, I have all of this creativity inside of me, but I don't know what to do with it. Or I'm not like an actress or I'm not an artist or I'm not a musician. Um, and so therefore I'm not creative. Right. But then you can see in your chart, maybe you're, you have a, like you have a Venus and Leo, you know, or maybe you're Leo rising, or maybe you have a ton of Pisces energy or something that's very creative. And all of a sudden that gives you that validation. And so I love using that in astrology just to confirm things for people. And a lot of times it's these beautiful dreams or these beautiful ideas that they had when they were younger and the real world, quote unquote, like suppressed that because they said, you have to go to school, you have to get your corporate job, you make your money. And it was really, you know, the the world that we live in today, and especially I think like in the era that we kind of grew up in, is that there was so much fear was mm -hmm. put in place of like, if you don't do this, then what are you gonna do? And so now we can use the chart to see, well, this is actually who you are, regardless of the conditioning that you had or the world that you grew up in. And so then we can use the psyche also for that. So it's not obviously just for trauma, but it's like, I am, you know, it is easy for me to do the things that I love or money flows to me through my passions. And so we create different statements um, that we then embed into your subconscious mind. And so we can use those through finding out who are you really through the chart. And, you know, obviously the person, usually will consciously feel this too. It's not just like I'm looking at the chart and it's like, okay, so here's your Saturn and Sagittarius. So this must be this. It's like, you know, we start intuitively with what do they actually feel? What's happening in the moment? And then we'll go through and look at, well, where is this in your astrology? And how is it that we can better use this energy and then take the psyche to step it up a notch and actually get that into your new programming? Love that. Yes. That's exactly what I was like wanting to say, but like thinking about it is like, it is a mirror, but sometimes it gets foggy, right? Like conditioning makes this whole life just that much foggier as to like who we really are. And if you can say like, no, actually this is really who you are. Let's go find that person. Yes. Yeah. I'm into this. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you use this? Like, how do you, you use astrology and just like knowing some of these things about yourself, about the people in your life? How do you use it every day? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love this question because I use astrology every single day. Um, you know, when I first started diving into my chart, I just used it for myself. I used it to understand who I was at my core. Um, it gave me so much permission, to be honest. You know, my moon is in Gemini. My whole life, I had people saying that I was like, you're all over the place or, you know, you like, we can't keep track of you. And I would actually feel really hurt by that because I was like, well, I'm sorry. I have so many passions. I'm sorry that I'm interested in so many different things. Like, what do you want me to do? Be boring. And I would literally say to my mom, like, I wish I was just boring because life would be easier. Like, I wouldn't feel like I had to do all these things all the time, you know? And so just learning little pieces like that of my chart. And there's so much to learn. You know, we have planets, we have constellations that rule every single house. We have aspects, like there's thousands of things that you can look into. And that gave me so much confidence in moving forward. It gave me even confidence in doing what I do today and being a coach and being an astrologer and being someone who travels the world, you know, like all of these things and being really independent because I was like, this is my chart is giving me permission and it kind of is almost like a boost. 
And so then I did it to also understand other people, kind of starting with my family, because for anyone who is learning astrology, I always recommend to, you know, get to know your chart first, get to know yourself and, and have compassion for yourself. And that's what the chart can do too, is it can give you so much love because you can say, okay, well, this is what I have. This is the energy that my soul chose to come here with, and I'm going to live it, you know, and I'm going to live it in the best way possible and not be down on myself if sometimes I feel sad, or if sometimes I'm moody or, you know, whatever those things might be. Um, And then I always recommend going into your family and your friends charts and seeing what is it that they have. And it gives you so much compassion for them as well, because you just start to understand them on a deeper level. And, and now I even use it every single day. I look at transits. um, I look at my current relationships of people that I've dated or people that I'm dating and, you know, look and see what's up for us, what's up for them, what's up for me today. You know, you can also track the moon where the moon is in astrology and you can pretty much determine what kind of mood you might be in. And, you know, obviously we have free will, but there is always this underlying vibration that is in the planets. And it's so amazing that we can, we can see that and have that power to flow with. How do you use the moon then, like to track your energy? To, I, I love this this um, tool. I do it too, but everyone kind of does it a little bit different. How do you how do you do that? Yeah, so I always see where the moon is. Um, you know, whatever house it's going through, whatever sign it's going through, and there's certain things that, like, let's say, um, you know, this is kind of for everybody. When your moon is approaching your moon, so for example, your moon being in Capricorn. So when we have a Capricorn moon, especially because your moon is at two degrees, so it's at the beginning of Capricorn, is that when it's hitting that, is that there could be a possibility that you might feel really overly emotional, or that you could even sometimes feel a little bit annoyed, or that there could be something that is bringing you, sometimes I wouldn't really say that the moon moon um, transit is necessarily like really happy, but it's more of just you're really feeling things. And so when I see that the moon is on the moon, there could be some like deep pondering, or it could be something where there's maybe something that is a little bit frustrating. Like I know, for example, when I learned this, actually, I remember I was driving to meet my astrology teacher and she lived in Orange County. I was living in LA and I was an hour late to our session because there was two and a half hour traffic. (laughs) Oh, oh my gosh. Remember those days, (laughs) Uh right? Like one benefit of, of COVID stuff, everything is indoors or, you know, zooming. And so she was like, Oh, well, let's see what's going on. And my moon and Gemini had the moon directly on top of it. And she was like, did you feel frustrated? I was like, of course I felt frustrated. I'm an hour late. And she was like, yeah, that's because you had the moon hitting the moon. And so we can then do that with, you know, not just the moon, but we can also do it with other planets. We can see, you know, if the moon is on Jupiter, you're probably going to feel really happy and expansive. If the moon is on Venus, you might be feeling a lot of love or be hanging out with your mom or your girlfriends or your, your partner. Um, and so we can kind of dictate and see when it's in an exact alignment or how it's, you know, squaring things. What, how is it talking to those other planets? So I always use this even when, um, like for my Cosmic Earth Collective event circles, I'll look to see, hmm, what's the energy of the moon going to be like? And then that way, like, let's say that I have a moon moon that's going to come up where there's the potential for me feeling a little bit aggravated or annoyed about something. I will go to more extreme lengths to make sure that I personally feel calm. I'll do some psych K balances on myself. 
I'll make sure that all of the technology is good. You know, I'll do a little prayer meditation, maybe like have some cacao, like something so that I'm like, okay, even though the moon is doing this thing, I'm still in a really positive, happy place. And, you know, and we'll see how that goes. Hey y'all, the show is all about self-care and self-discovery and one of the best ways to self-care, therapy. (laughs) I'm a big fan. So I want to shout out a huge thank you to our sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp is helping clients all over the world in a really challenging time right now. If you've been feeling like you're struggling, you're down, or you're just unable to reach for your goals, and it would help to talk to someone, BetterHelp is making it so easy to make that happen. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. Perhaps you don't have access to a counselor where you live, or you just, you don't want to leave your house. You want to stay in your pajamas. BetterHelp makes it so easy. And not only that, but it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. So once you're matched with a counselor, you get to know them, see if it's a fit. And if it's not, no problem. It's free to change counselors if needed, because you know we all know it, it needs to be a fit. Once you have your person, you can log into your account anytime, send a message to your counselor, set up weekly sessions via video or phone call, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. And remember, you never have to sit in that awkward traditional therapy waiting room. BetterHelp really wants you to start living a happier life today. If you're ready to prioritize yourself and your well-being and to lean into that self-care along with the million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional, visit betterhelp.com slash yoga magic to get set up. And for yoga magic listeners, you get 10% off your first month. That's better H-E-L-P slash yoga magic. Would you say that that like the watching the moon and as it changes, as it changes signs is even more potent than like just the sun's changing signs? I feel like this, I don't necessarily even notice as the sun changes signs, but I do kind of notice as the moon does. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that's because the moon is our feelings. And so since the moon is like our needs and it's our emotions and it's our subconscious. So we're more in touch with that intuition where suddenly we could be having the greatest day. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh my God, I'm so tired. And like, I just got really sad for no reason. You know, all of us as humans have felt that experience before. And that's usually some type of energy where you might even be like, I can't explain it. I just feel this deep sense of sadness, or I feel, you know, this, this gut feeling that could be something that the moon had an influence on, on making that happen. Yes. Oh, I love astrology. It's just like never ending. I learn something new literally every day. And I talk to people every day about astrology. Yeah. It's so cool. I know. It's so fun. <laughs> well, you graciously offered to do like a mini reading and just kind of, I hope you're okay with doing this on air because I think people learn from this process. Yes. Um, this combination of astrology and psyche, which again, I'm just like so interested in. Um, so thank you. Thank you for doing that. Cause my I'm very proud of my chart and I'd love to know what's in there. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'm so excited too. So what I'm going to do is I will share my screen. So we will pull up your chart and have you talked about your chart like on, on your podcast before really? Yeah. I've talked about it in a variety of different ways. Um, I don't know that I've had, no, I've had a couple of readings um, like birth chart readings before on, on air. So yeah. 
Okay, cool. So I'll go into a couple of things that um, potentially might be different. So um, first of all, I always love pointing out when I give readings the day that you were born on. So you were born on a Sunday. And so this automatically is giving you a flavor of the sun. So this is giving you some extroversion. This is giving you a lot of radiance. This is giving you um, a personality where you do want to shine and that you probably have a lot of warmth and radiance that you just give to people naturally. You know, this is my first time meeting you, but I already feel that right off the bat, you know? Mm, thank you. <laughs> you have a very sunny disposition. So it's really fun because we can always look to see what day of the week were people born on and that will naturally just give them a certain type of flavor as well. So if we then look at, you know, your chart, as you know, is this beautiful moment that if there had been a photographer standing outside of the house or the hospital that you were born in and they took a picture, it was like a screenshot almost of your first breath. And this is that cosmic blueprint for you. So, um, you know, before we go into this, I was kind of thinking it might be fun if you have anything where you feel like I always do this or I always, you know, this or why do I feel this type of way? And we could look for something like that in the chart and then use the site K for that to balance that. Yes. You know, I'm always doing this work too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, something that's come up in the last couple of days is like, I've, I've always sort of like been, okay. Imposter syndrome is a real thing, especially with, you know, podcasting and like putting yourself out into the world all the time. But I had been doing some like meditation and trying to find moments of when I've felt imposter syndrome growing up. And I've, it's been like a lot, which I, I always felt like I was a confident person, but I think I'm really, really, really good at faking it and also like proving my worth, but at its core, right. Capricorn moon, there's just a lot of self-deprecation as relates to imposter syndrome. So help me with that. please. <laughs> yes, girl. Absolutely. Okay. Well, there's a couple of things that just pop out at me right away. So the first thing is that you have your Neptune in Capricorn in the 10th house. And so, you know, whenever I hear imposter syndrome, I always think of Neptune and Pisces, because if we get down to what the bottom of imposter syndrome is, it's, it's uncertainty, you know, and it's comparison. We can also look at comparison for Libra too. Um, but really let's just start with this Neptune because Neptune is like a, um, it's like a film or it's like something that's really hazy. And so it's comparing yourself or saying like, what is it like, am I enough of this? Am I this? Who am I really, you know, am I, you're comparing yourself to, you know, someone who is, is better quote unquote than you at something. And it's making you feel like, am I worthy to do this? And so you have this Neptune in your house of career. So that would make sense that there's a little part of you that is saying, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I'm good enough. And so it's looking for that external validation of saying, well, look at this person who's doing this. And like, oh my gosh, like they have 5,000 downloads on their podcast or they charge this much for, you know, their sessions. And so it's that um, kind of that middle ground where Neptune is represented by the ocean. It's like Poseidon, the God of the sea. And so it can be this really beautiful, enlightening, you know, creation or the shadow is that it can be this fog and this uncertainty and you know the uncertainty is then wanting to um grasp onto something but sometimes it's like it can take us into a downward spiral of like you said self um depreciation or of really self-destruction and so on top of that though is that you have this stellium and the stellium is the three planets together so you have the moon and then you have neptune and then you have your mc and the mc is the point in the sky that represents your career so it would make sense that there's 
you know, if we kind of like, whenever I see a stellium, I always love to describe it as little kids sitting on a bench. And so it's like, you have this first little kid that's like the moon and it's like, I need this and I feel this. And it's like really sensitive and emotional and empathic and intuitive. And then Neptune is like, oh yeah, but I don't know. Like, I'm really confused and it's really hazy. I'm not sure about that. And then the MC is over here being the job of like, well, I'm the career, you better get it together. And like, what do you mean you don't know? And so it's kind of like they're having this conversation where there is some type of confusion in your mind or in your subconscious about like, am I even on the right path? Am I doing the right thing? So that's the shadow part of it. The beautiful part of it would then be that you're like, I know I need to do this. This is my calling. This is what I'm supposed to do. I'm a boss. I'm a leader. Like I have so much drive and certainty. And then the Neptune the higher side of the Neptune is saying, yes, and there needs to be a level and element of spirituality and a level of um, creativity and artisticness. And what is it that we do and that we talk about that brings people into the state of magic and flow? Because that's also Neptune. And then the career is over here saying, yes, guys, make this your effing job. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like, I have goosebumps. I yeah. love the kid analogy. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, isn't that, that makes it like a picture, right? Like you can visualize this happening. Yeah. Oh, and that like how accurate really like all that yeah. you just yeah. said. Absolutely. And so, you know, that just in itself is enough to have that feeling of imposter syndrome when you're low. When you're high, it's that beautiful second scenario, you know, which is then what we could use in Psyche where we can do usually Psyche is two different options where we balance the feeling so we could say okay well when is it that um you get triggered into this feeling of not enoughness or of imposter syndrome and so maybe it's when you're scrolling instagram maybe it's when you know one of your podcasts didn't have high enough numbers or you know something along those lines and so we would say okay let's bring that feeling into your conscious mind and then we basically create a new story of what do you want instead so instead when you're scrolling and you're like oh my gosh i see you know, this person has so many followers or this person has, you know, kind of that game of comparison or this, you know, am I enough to be doing this or I haven't been studying it for 10 years, whatever that might be. Then we say, what do you want to feel instead? And usually it's a feeling of peace and non-attachment, but I personally also always add in what is the new story here? And maybe we throw in some confidence and we throw in some, um, you know, compassion for yourself and being proud of yourself. And so that's part of how the psyche would then work for something like that. So then how do, can you do the Psyche, um, like sessions via zoom then? Yeah. So that's how oh, I do okay. clients. Yeah. So, um, there's, there's three main levels in Psyche. There's a beginner, a master and an advanced, or I guess I should say beginner advanced and masters. I did mine in a weird order. So <laughs> that's why. Um, but yeah, so you learn after the beginner workshop, how you can then muscle test yourself so that you can muscle test on the behalf of someone else. Remotely. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So my dad is a chiropractor and he does like some version of this. He doesn't do specifically muscle testing, but like this remote testing is so flipping cool. Cause he can be like, Ashley, you're dehydrated. Like you need to drink more water. Wow. <laughs> afar. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, and not that he's like creeping on me or anything like that, but I'll like ask him be like, Oh, I feel awful today. Dad, can you check me? And he lives two hours away and he'll check me and it'll be like, yep, this is what you need. So this is just another version of that on like a, an emotional level, but I'm like obsessed with how you're tying this into the chart because it it's makes it that much more, I don't know, like tangible to everyone. Cause it's hard to think about 
Like, what is it that, what am I dealing with right now? I mean, unless you're me who does talks about this for a living, but like, we don't always know what are, what are our triggers are and this can show them. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it, it really gives us kind of this insight into, into everything because you can see, well, okay, I just have this natural um, tendency to perhaps feel this type of way, or, you know, I might feel a little bit nostalgic all the time or, or like, actually I'll even ask you like, because you're a cat, you're, your son is cancer at zero degrees. Do you, are you a person who like, or maybe in your past, did you dwell on the past a lot or like feel nostalgic about things? It's funny that this, that we're talking about this because I don't necessarily feel nostalgic, but my dreams are super nostalgic. Like they're often, they're often of high school, but they're just like very rooted in like my actual past. So I'm like, I'm wondering if I'm just like brain dumping in dreams because of that, that cancer sun nostalgia. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, because also, um, whenever we see a zero or a 29 degree in the chart, then those are the strongest aspects. And are the strongest degrees. And the zero is kind of like a kid that's like, woohoo, I'm moving into this new sign in this new house. And I'm gonna, you know, go at it with all of my energy and might. And so the fourth house and cancer, which you have together, um, is about the subconscious also, you know, you should do a psyche training, to be honest, because like with this house and this, you know, zero sun degree and the fourth and cancer, the fourth house is also extremely about and tied to the inner psyche and the the world of what is happening in that 95% of our subconscious minds. And so it would make sense that you have a lot of these dreams where you're like, I'm not even thinking about high school. High school was 15 years ago, but it still is there. Mm, Yes. Fun. I really like how you, how you speak to this. I just, I'm like, really, it's so relatable. And it's also, cause I'm going to like astrology can get kind of heady. It's a lot. There's so many moving parts. Um, but this feels so like digestible. Yeah. Thank you. I'm a very visual person. And so I feel like it's easy if we can, you know, like the kids, or if we can come up with analogies, then it becomes so much easier to, to relay it and that our brains can be like, Oh, okay. It actually does make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last question before you go. I'm curious. I've been asking all my astrologer guests, like what your take is on the year, what you're looking out for, what you're excited about anything coming up. I am so excited for Jupiter to move into Pisces. Same, same. It's <laughs> like a Jupiter Pisces for us. We're like, heck yes. <laughs> like Jupiter return. Um, yeah. I mean, that's kind of a personal one. No, I think that it's, it's really exciting. All of these planets and all of this energy in Aquarius, you know, just mm-hmm. the fact that we are going to have Saturn in Aquarius for the next three years or two and a half years is really amazing because where Saturn is, Saturn is what's going to um, give us maturity and it's going to ask us to work for that. And it's going to give us some tough lessons so that we have to work a little bit harder. Um, And so I do think that over the next two and a half years, we are going to have more civil issues come up, more race issues come up, more things happen so that we can then change them. And I think that, you know, all of our souls signed up to be here at this time. And there's a reason that every single one of us is on this planet in this exact moment. And it's because we signed up to be here to watch the new America, to watch the new world come into existence and to be a part of that. And so, you know, Aquarius is all about being radical and thinking outside of the box, being experimental, being eccentric, not being afraid to like be your weird, quirky, fun self. 
And I think it's going to be this really interesting time to see how does that all play out? What are the things that are going to come up that are new? Um, and, and how is that going to happen? And so I don't know, I'm, I'm really excited for this time period that we're in, because I think that freedom is going to be coming in a different way than we're used to. You know, I think that things are going to be online a lot more, but that the online arena is going to give us even more freedom. And um, there's going to be once I think that Jupiter moves into Pisces, it's going to be this whole new vision of working together as a collective. Um, I think there probably will be more division also, but it's going to be kind of like how September 11th was, you know, where things might happen, but it actually unifies people in the end. Wow. Yeah. It's like, it's like, um, it's like growing pains in a way. Like that's how I feel this right now. And it's always, there's always something, you know, bigger, more exciting on the other side. once you get through those growing pains, like we're there, we're doing it. I like what you said about freedom too. I mean, like being able to work on zoom all day as much as like, we were talking about how it kind of can suck and you have to set some boundaries around it. The freedom of like being able to walk out of my shower, throw on an outfit and then pop into an interview is the best. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. I mean, I'm not wearing pants right now. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I am. I like question, like nobody. I tell my Scorpios, I, I tell my Scorpio clients all the time, like you shouldn't wear pants if you're at home and you can like be as naked as possible. That is an excellent self-care hack. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Natalie, you're so fun. I'm so glad that we met and thanks for doing that reading and sharing all your goodness. Can you tell listeners where to find you? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I'm very active on Instagram. So Natalie Holbrook wellness is my IG handle. Um, You can also join in on one of my monthly circles. I do something called the Cosmic Earth Collective, where um, it's a whole fusion of combining the cosmic forecast for the month and for, you know, the next few months and kind of like talking about that, teaching people a little bit about astrology. And then we do a beautiful plant spirit meditation within each one where I pick a different herb or you can use whatever tea you have at home and go through a beautiful meditation with that. Um, And what else? <laughs> I also do you want to talk about your retreat? Yeah, we, uh, my dear friend Elliot and I, who was actually the therapist who got me out of my eating disorder that I worked with a year and a half ago or whenever that was, um, she and I are hosting, it's both of our first retreats. We're so excited. And it's in Joshua Tree over the spring equinox. Um, and it's called Amplify Your Magic. And it's a combo of using Psyche and astrology and honestly, just like playing and having so much fun and we're going to even, we're both Leo risings. And so we both are very theatrical and love, you know, to be big and like shine. And so we are even going to create an astrology theatrical workshop where you act out different parts of your sign. It's going to be so fun. This is actually something that I've been wanting to put together for a while that I'll probably start to do like in person once some things start opening back up. Um, because that's going to be a really fun way to learn astrology is like act that out. You know, we have these 12 amazing archetypes that can show you pieces of you that, you know, all 12 live inside of you. Yes. Oh, that sounds fun. My Venus is in Leo. And so I was a theater kid for sure. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> cool. Well, yes, everybody, if you, that's coming up in March. So if you want to like get out of Dodge, head on over to Joshua Tree. That sounds amazing. I know it's really limited. So we'll put the information in the show notes. And thanks again, Natalie. This was so awesome. Thank you, Ashley. So much fun. 
Wow. Thank you, Natalie. That was amazing. Thanks to everybody for being here, for tuning in each week. And remember, all of these tools, these self-care, self-discovery tools, they're for you to try on and see what works for you and really just leave the rest. So thanks to our show sponsor, BetterHelp. And thanks again for being here, everyone. I will see you next week.